Welcome, everyone, to Lucha World Podcast, episode number 82. I'm your host, Fredo Esparza, and this week, Kurt is on vacation, still on vacation, continuing his uh, summer-long trip across California. Um, we have two guests this week. Returning for the second time this year, actually, is uh, the Cubs fans. Now, before I get to ask you how you're doing, Cubs, I need to ask you, your thoughts on the White Sox Cubs trade from earlier today? It's, and do you think they gave up too much for um, Jose Quintana? It's very sad because last year or maybe the year before, I went to um, South Bend, Indiana, where Eloy and Labor Torres were both playing the outfield as these future prospects who were going to come up and be really good for the Cubs in three years. And now both of them are playing for AL teams because they got traded away. So. It kind of sucks that way, but um, finding good, cheap, young pitching is hard to do, so it'll probably work out okay, but it just kind of, it's a hard blow to take when you've been reading the hype about the guy for so long for him never actually play for your team. Do you think they gave up too much for him? Because I know they gave up a couple of prospects, not just one. It was like yeah, beautiful, right? I, yeah, but I think that's kind of, considering how valuable Quintana is, that's probably the right price for him. Um, the other big one was the Dylan Cease, who can throw the ball very, very fast, but there's a lot of guys who can throw the ball very fast and have tr- trouble translating it to strikes in the major leagues. So I wasn't as sold on him as other people. And the other two guys were just two guys. So I think... Um, I think it was a lot, but I think it's probably a fair deal for what they ha- what, what they're getting back. You know, one of these days we're going to have to do a baseball podcast because between yourself, Doctor Lucha, Steve Sims, Dylan, I don't think I don't think Rob is into um, baseball that much. Baseball, we should have to. We're going to have to do a podcast one of these days on baseball. See, uh, I but, assume this was a Lucha Classica episode talking about women's wrestling because the other person on the line. <laughs> Yes. You know, I was going to trick our next guest, making his Lucha World podcast debut. And we actually have to do this a little differently because uh, Rob is actually long distance. He's in Canada. Um, Rob Hari, first time ever. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing good. I joined a baseball podcast out of nowhere, and I'm not exactly a baseball expert. I get all my baseball info from my friend O'Connor, but I can actually <laughs> contribute to this because apparently – a former Blue Jay today announced that he's just quitting baseball or something. What happened with Colby? He, he's taking time away from baseball oh. for personal issues, for, but no one knows what those issues are yet. Who is it? Colby Rasmus or? Yeah, Colby Rasmus. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow, I didn't hear about that. This is breaking news to for me, man. <laughs> Rob, before we get to the wrestling, I need to ask you. This is the this is going to be the beginning of our our adventure our first game this is a game show. You need to tell me who it, I'm going to give you a name, and you have to tell me if this guy was or wasn't a Toronto Raptor. Ooh, I like this. And the first I'm going to make it I'm going to make it easy for you. Is Jorge Gonzalez? Uh, no, because he was that's Giant Gonzalez's real name, right? Yes, you got that right. 
Wow. He was, he was a basketball player. Yes, he was a basketball player, was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Jorge Gonzalez became a, I, well, he became a superstar when he went to WWS. Gonzalez right there, because I know in WCW the Gigante. Um, yeah, he passed away in yep. 2010. But yeah, he was a basketball player, and he was never a Raptor. So, so Rob gets a point this week. So, I mean, I, I know we talked about this on, on Twitter about you doing this. And we're going to continue doing this whenever you're on the show. We might have to do this for Cubs as well, because I know he's going to—he's probably going to be uh, feeling left out out of, out of the getting to know the Raptors game show. Well, you picked one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Like people don't know that, but I loved El Gigante. Yeah, did you did, did you follow him when he was in WCW? We didn't get WCW here, but I followed him through. I actually, I think I got an action figure of him, and I didn't know who it was, and then I eventually mm-hmm. found out about him in the magazines PWI. Oh, cool. Well, we should start talking about Lucha because this is, of course, a Lucha Libre podcast. And, uh, well, what what better way to start the show than uh, talk about what's going on with Alberto Patron? Because every single time, I think this past week, I've already done a podcast for MLW Lucha Talk. And we already had some news at that point. And now we have more news on Alberto. I think he's he already made even... Even did an annou- announcement right after I updated the um, the I did the last Lucha report. I know Cubs fan did a, re- a post earlier as well. And um, Cubs, what's the latest on on Alberto Patron that you've heard at least from as far as the story is going right now? I don't think there's anything that's changed as much in the couple in the last day or so. Is that he's just suspended from GFW, but it's unclear what that means since they're not running shows until for weeks, and that GFW is doing an investigation. Though I'm not really, I mean, they are a minor league wrestling company, so I'm not really, I wouldn't expect them to ha- be able to do big investigations about domestic abuse at an airport. But they're looking into it, and um, it, we and Alberto and Paige have their stories, and other people have different stories. And it's it would be he should see that if Paige and Alberto didn't have 500 stories in the last couple of years. So. Um, we know there's something happened. We don't know exactly what happened. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the weird thing about this story was that um, interview with um, Sports Illustrated on thir- this past Thursday, but I don't think anybody really noticed it. I'm guessing everybody was was busy, not really concerned about, you know, impact information at, at that time. But um, you posted the link to the, the story where he mentioned he was AAA to return for um, Triple Mania. Has that been... Um, has there been any update on that as far as whether or not he's going to be in Triple Mania, or, or is that still something that he's still more or less? Leo Riano in his record column mentioned the same thing, but it seemed like he was just getting it from the Sports Illustrated column, and he didn't know anything specifically on his own. So I don't know if there's going to be... So AAA hasn't said anything. They haven't acknowledged that, Alberto, that they even contact Alberto about working for them, so... At this point, there just hasn't gone anywhere. It, it wouldn't be surprised if it went just quietly away. If AAA is selling as many tickets as they claim they are for Triple Mania, it's really hard to see why they would need them in the first place. So, well, we we know they're going to get somebody from Impact for that show for sure. I mean, that's. I don't think they really need, like you were saying, I don't think they really need um, Alberto. Uh, Rob, what do you think about this um, whole story? Do you really think he's going to end up in Triple Mania, or, or? Do they just end up going with, you know, the random 
impact guys like Bobby Lashley or some of these other guys just to fill out the foreign foreign um, wrestler role for their show. I like this. You get the I like the format here. We get the fact from Cubs and then we come to Rob for the hot takes. Because I actually <laughs> have a I have an interesting thing because I was thinking about this earlier. First of all, I'm sure they'll get a couple of TNA guys. I'm sure it won't be just one. But here's the thing with Alberto. Okay. So let's say you bring in Alberto for Triple Mania. That's all well and good. Something here doesn't add up because Triple A has been bragging. I'm going to use the word bragging because I think they have been bragging about how 70% of the tickets are sold already for Triple Mania. I don't believe that story. Other people believe that story. Cool. That's fine. If you've really sold 70% of your tickets, Alberto is not the cheapest guy to use to bring in. Why are you spending money to bring in Alberto if all these tickets are already sold? Like You're just cutting into your own profits right now by bringing in a guy who's as expensive as him. So what is the purpose of bringing Alberto here? You've already got all the attention on the show. Apparently, you've got tickets sold. Nobody was expecting him to be on the show. You've got your top match booked. He's not going to be in it. This doesn't make sense from any perspective at all to have Alberto on the show. Am I missing something here? Like, what? what is the... Why are we bringing in Alberto? Who is he facing? What is his story? Doesn't make sense, does it? And you know, the, the weird thing with that is that we've already seen how Alberto isn't very fond of not working the main event on a show. So, he, you know, he complained about it when he was in Lucha Underground. He's obviously still complained about other stuff, but it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't really, um, it doesn't add up. Like you were saying, I mean, why, why waste more money on him? when? And then also the problems that are coming up all these stories about him, like the, the domestic abuse and with, with Paige and, you know, the grandstand uh, with um, Triple H that all, he also was revealed. I, I don't even think it was revealed. He did. He actually posted it on Twitter, right? Yeah, he sent out some message threatening people. Like, it's like it kind of, I mean, you just have to be on Twitter to more or less, or on Instagram to more, he's not all, the, you know, there's there's something really wrong with him at this moment. So. It doesn't seem like it's the ideal time to uh, have him be on your show. Uh, before the earlier today, I guess I know we were mentioning that they they had mentioned I think like last week that the NDA promotion out of Monterey was trying to book him for their show for one of their upcoming shows. Uh, they actually had Alberto Alberto posted a, a video or something I guess announcing it. Is he officially going to be on their next show on Cubcast? Um, I don't think they haven't said anything more about that show, I don't think. Or I haven't seen anything more about that show, so I'm not sure. It's booked. Is it? Yeah, they, I was talking to, my, well, I guess I can use his name, they, nobody doesn't mind, but, well, let's just say the guy who runs Lucha Mania, MTY, who, who posts all the news about the Monterey Info, everything going on down there, and they cover the scene, and it's booked for July 23rd, and the funny oh. part that nobody seems that nobody seems to have picked up on yet is, in addition to Alberto being booked, apparently Paige's brothers are booked for that show. Paige's brothers are booked on this after they what they said about Alberto and all this stuff. I mean, that's a little bit. I mean, I don't know if they're booked anymore, but originally that was the plan. They yeah. were going to bring just like they came in for that the tour that bombed with Alberto back at the end of May. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, so that's that's a little. I don't know. It, it just seems a little strange that. Well, that's a, I mean, first of all, everything that's going on with him, I would probably just steer clear from for a bit. But especially now that uh, GFW announced that they had suspended him for or whatever they decided to do with him, it seems like this would be the time to not really be announcing that you're booking um, 
Alberto. Although, uh, I mean, not to be, I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like thinking about how serious this is, but Mexican fans are very, Lucha fans are very weird. And when it comes to how they view um, the, the talent, you know, wrestlers themselves, because in a weird, a, there's a weird group of fans who like, they still uh, idolize, you know, Chris Benoit and guys like that. So there is a fan base that really can, what they're like or anything. I know Rob, you've seen these, a lot of these fans went online and I'm sure Cubs has, has seen it also, but it's like, it just seems really weird that there's, they're able to separate that stuff and still think that these guys are perfectly okay to work these shows. I would just say, I would steer clear from them for right now, at least. I would too. I hate running into fans like that who talk about on the anniversary of Chris Benoit, they post all his great matches. And I'm like, I respond with a picture. Sometimes I troll and post a picture of Daniel Benoit. And I'm like, what about this kid? Yeah, it's, it's, they, don't, they don't give a shit. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's like, and that's what I kind of view when I when I see people like they'll tweet about, oh, Alberto's going to be on the show. It's like, man, these guys just aren't. They're just not in. They're they're in that bubble where they don't understand that there's more to life than you know. Oh, he's a wrestler. He could get away with this stuff. I mean, they're, they're I don't know. It just it just seems like uh, it just seems like a bad idea right now. Uh, speaking of Triple Mania 25 coming up, Steve Bernatico has no interest in this. Triple Mania 25. So I, I guess I should ask you guys, as since Masucha always asks every ex Triple A guy if they would like to be, take part in the festivities. Do you guys have any uh, plans on going to Triple Mania this year, or would you guys rather just not have anything to do with Triple Mania this year? I would. I am not going back to. I, I've been to one Triple Mania, so I'm not looking to go back to another one after that experience. <laughs> But on the other hand, if I just stay home and watch Triple Mania, I'll have to listen to whatever English announcer calls the show. So it's trouble either way. <laughs> so, so, so you're basically like uh, Cybernetico. You don't want to be part of this. No, no. I, yeah, this is one of the many ways means Cybernetico are like. Rob, how do you <laughs> feel about this? I, I mean... I'm just intrigued to see what the card's going to look like because I can't even I can't even begin to guess what they're going to do for anything but two matches. Yeah, and they basically that's that's, that's all they've built up, right? The two matches, um, Doctor Wagner. Well, the one I'm I know for sure built up is Doctor Wagner Jr. versus Psycho Clown in a match match. Uh, what's the other match that's being built up right now? I think they're doing the CS and Pagano, right? They haven't said that yet, but they're obviously headed that way, and it, they have announced the. Three way with Mundo, Fantasma, and Tejano for the titles, and that's about that's about it for anything really important. My prediction is that Angelico is going to end up in there, and it's going to be a four way. Oh wow! So, so you already you've already figured out that uh, Vampiro is going to change at least one match <laughs> that he's booked. Vampiro's got lots of surprises, according to Twitter today. Oh no, <laughs> I don't know because he blocked me, so I wouldn't know what surprises he has. They will be total surprises for me, unlike for the rest of everyone else who gets to follow Vampiro. Sorry, that's another reason you've got to get on this WhatsApp gimmick, because I, everything, every time Vampiro posts something cool on Facebook, Cubs just sends me a screenshot so I can laugh. <laughs> you guys have been watching AAA TV. Uh, how have they been building up Triple Mania 25? Have they done more with TV, or have they done more with the Doc and Psycho Clown planes that they just um, they just finally showed us that you know the planes with the with the likeness of Dr. Wagner and Psycho Clown, um, them dressed as pilots. 
is that basically more of the buildup than anything that they've done on TV? Yeah, I would say so, because TV has had them teaming and getting along, and then occasionally for two minutes they won't get along and they'll have a match, they'll be forgotten next week, and then they'll be back to being friends next week. They really haven't done much with the feud except reminding you that this match is happening. Um, but the the stuff they've done with the press, with those interviews, I think has reached people who don't watch your TV show, and those pe- the people who don't watch your TV show are more likely to be interested in the match than anyone who's just started watching the TV show, I think. Rob, Rob, what, do you, what are you more excited about, seeing those planes or the actual match itself? I'm more excited for the week before, where we see if Wagner will pull a power plane, want more money, or want something like, or if Dorian hasn't told the actual loser of the match who's losing yet, if he like changes it at the last second, and then we get total chaos. So you you think he hasn't told who you had? You you think you think there's still some uncertainty uncertainty as far as who's going to lose the match match? as far as Dorian telling them? Well, I think, you know, with most mass matches, usually you uh, you know who's losing and they know who's losing, but there's all, even though, even if it's certain who's losing, the week before, sometimes people either want more money or they panic and they worry about you no know, good without a mask and they get cold feet, you know. But in this case, I think right now, personally, I think Wagner's winning and I think Psycho Clown is losing his mask. Otherwise, Wagner wouldn't even be in this match right now. And I think that the week before, or two weeks before, three weeks, whatever it is, I think Psycho might have second thoughts because I think personally, I think he needs the mask. I think he can paint his face or whatever, but I think somebody will talk to him in the time leading up to the mask mask match and be like, and if he goes to the office and asks AAA and then AAA asks Wagner, what would you consider if we gave you more money losing your mask? Then I think problems will start to come because even suggesting to Wagner that he loses – I think that will cause the same problems as the time when he was going to lose his mask with Lannis or the time he was going to lose his mask to Kanek. So anything can happen at that point. That's why I'm excited for the week leading up to the match. So, so you, do you guys, are you guys worried that if um, Dr. Wagner Jr. backs out that the Alvarado family might go and do handle justice on their end as far as <laughs> what? You, are you telling me Dr. Wagner Jr. needs some security around this car leading up to Triple Mania? He doesn't need a fucking car. He has an airplane now. <laughs> Are you worried about that airplane now? Because I, I, now we're concerned about all the passengers too because we don't know about these Alvarados nowadays. I, I, I'm not concerned about the airplane. I'm concerned about AAA if that happens because they've shown so much into this match. It's definitely going to happen and we're centering our whole year around it that if it falls apart, it's going to haunt them for a long time. Do you do you think there's a chance, say they can't figure out who's going to drop the mask, that they end up like doing some sort of um, or finish or you know something, something that's going to be you know the foul a foul to the ref, some sort of where Vampiro has to reverse the decision. Do you think there's a chance there's going to be a screwy finish where nobody drops their mask? It's AAA, so there's definitely that chance. I, I think it would just. I don't think there's a screw job that they could do that would make people extremely me up extremely upset like 10 times as much as they were about the Voldor Sabra match mm. so I think they would I, I, but it's triple A and they may back themselves in the corner or they may talk themselves into doing something they shouldn't do so I, I, I think it's that match is gonna be really interesting because we're not gonna be clear exactly if they're going to do what they they are planning on doing until that match is over yeah so, so is this? Do do have have they updated anything as far as um, them being on television? The show, obviously, the the match is going to air on television at some point, but will it air live? 
iPay-per-view, pay-per-view, any discussion on that? The last we heard was Dorian saying it was going to be on pay-per-view, but this far out, six weeks away, they, they're, they usually don't even know what they're doing at this point. So yeah. uh, if we don't hear about something in a month from now, then I'd start to get worried, but I am sure it will just, it'll be the same pay-per-view, iPay-per-view stuff they did last year. Hey, you think Jim Ross is going to be um, recommended as the announcer for the Triple Mania English broadcast? No, I think we'll get stuck at Match Striker again, and we'll just be really sad. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Jim Ross wasn't very good on the, the New no. Japan show, so <laughs> we're we're pretty much we're pretty down. Like, I, I'm pretty bummed out on English announcing at this point right now. Yeah, you know, a lot of announcing. You guys but, watched the um, New Japan shows? Did you guys watch both of them? I did. I did. I could totally see AAA being the one company who would hire a guy to do their ring announcing, who on the New Japan show said. Well, I can't tell these two guys apart. They both wear masks. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for the main event of their of the of Triple Mania actually being a mask match, you know. Yeah. So yeah, horrible. Um, I only watched the first um, the first G one show. How was um everybody was telling me about the how was the second show's um the CML guys? How were their how was their match in the second show? I liked the second show better than the first show. I thought that the match was really good. I thought. Out of everybody, actually, Dragon Lee seemed because I mean, Dragon Lee didn't do even ten percent as much as he usually does on that show, so he was really reined in there. But him and Kamaitachi got the biggest pop. Excuse me, got the biggest pop for chopping each other for like over a minute. They just kept hitting each other. Yeah, I I, I was when when we were talking about. I think the first show I only talked about the first show, and it's like so disappointing because they put him in an Incorporated match, so you knew it wasn't going to be anything. You know, these guys weren't going to do anything. They were just going to be a, you know, just back and forth brawl. And maybe, maybe we got lucky and got a dive. That wasn't very good. I think the, I think that first show, I, it really got slightly better when Zack Saber and Juice Robinson wrestled. But other than that, it wasn't very good. Why so, are you watching? You're at not the same, you're not in New Japan. I know. Oh, I do like New Japan. It's, watch? yeah, I don't. I do like New Japan. It's not. I don't like it that much, but it's. I still watch it. It's not. It's not up there with lucha. I, 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 I pretty much have stuck to just lucha at this point because everything else is kind of just disappointing me every time I watch. And it's really long. Those WWE shows are so freaking long. It's like I can't watch those. This past week, Ali Park wrestled on a sh- an MDA show. Speaking of MDA, he wrestled an MDA show in Monterey and actually announced that that was the last show he was going to be a part of. There's been some rumors online that he's. Well, basically, a lot of people are thinking he's going to jump to AAA. Uh, where, what do you guys think is um, next in Alley Park's career? Do you actually think he's going to be there and there, there's a plan to maybe start an Alley Park versus whoever uh, doesn't drop their mask at Triple Mania, or is it just Alley Park being tri- Alley Park and you know wearing out his welcome in a, with another promoter? I, I think it's probably the latter, that, that Alley Park cannot stay in one place too long, and either if he doesn't want to be there or the people who, is, yeah. who are employing him doesn't want there. I think he, he is the one option AAA would have if they had to back out of doing Psycho Wagner where people would be okay if they did Wagner Park. But I just don't see AAA wanting to deal with him after the last few times they've dealt with him. Rob, what, what do you think? I think he. I think it's just another case of falling out with the promoter because if you remember that – show originally he was supposed to be in the semi-main event then he ended up in yeah the, then he ended up in the main event so you can you can pretty much be sure something happened there but 
he left on, from what I heard, he left on good terms. And actually, the big rumor that I'm hearing is not AAA. So clearly, we're reading two different places online. You heard the, <laughs> you heard the AAA rumors. I heard the rumor that he's trying to get on those crash shows that are not oh, the Tijuana right. ones. He wants to be on the touring crash shows, which is interesting because when Conan was doing an interview, or he did this in a couple of interviews, I think, where he pointed out that everybody's welcome in the crash locker room except for L.A. Park. Now, I don't know if he was referring to just those Tijuana shows where Conan's in charge of everything or if he was referring to all the shows. But it would be interesting if L.A. Park started to tour with the crash going all over the place. I mean, L.A. Park, Pentagon, I think that's a that's a money feud and L.A. Park within the ring with Ray would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear it. I heard about the AAA rumor on his, um, on his Facebook page, on L.A. Park's official Facebook page where he was bringing up that people... I think somebody asked him if he was going to AAA. He's like, no, those are just rumors. He's like, no one promotion can control me. That's true. So I, knew, I, I could pretty much be assured that CML wasn't an option. I, I pretty much figured that was an option. Although you never know. You never know with all these promoters and wrestlers well, well, and all on, that. Hold on one second. One second. The, what do you think, both of you, whoever wants to go, but like uh, Dr. Luchik, I think on one of the Wrestling Observer Lives, kind of floated the idea that maybe CML is trying to appease Rush and just do whatever he wants. And they know that the one match that Rush wants is him and LA Park in Arena Mexico. It doesn't have to be, oh. doesn't have to be mask versus hair. It could be just a match, but you think that at any point he would agree to randomly just say, listen, we'll bring you in for one show. You can do fight Rush. You guys can do your stupid match, whatever you want and just make us a bunch of money and put it on like a major show in September. I think they're so principled in what they want to present in in their product that they would be unwilling to let, to go that far and let LA Park back on there. I think I think there's a possibility just because every promoter and I mean I don't know it's just I'm so used to like I'm I'm so used to everything being a possibility nowadays that it's like you never stay never. So I think if there is that issue with Rush where they want to um, you know please them. Because it really does look like it's basically become, you know, it, it's not Rush getting the big matches this year, but it's his, you know, it's his, his father getting the, the, the big match. So there's something to it. So maybe, like, if he wants that match, it might be a possibility. You know, the, the, the worst thing is we're probably going to get this, like, on an Informa, and, and Alley Park will show up, do his um, shtick. And, you know, and like I said, if it's one match, I think it's fine. I think they could they could deal with him for one match. Just make sure not to hand them a mic. But I mean, I don't know if it's. I just find it very difficult to believe that. Like he's like he's he's so out there as far as um being a guy that they can control. That I don't even know. Like the crash is it? Yeah, I don't even know the crash could handle him. So that's the that's the main issue. That's the main issue that it boils down to because you know CML business right now is very 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 tourist centric. And with the tourists mm-hmm. come the sponsors. And with sponsors, you know, you have to be very careful because if sponsors go away and for some reason the touring bus gets affected and all your deals that you – I mean, CML is like me and Cubs were on the bus in Mexico and they have ads for – like while you're riding a public bus, they have CML ads. You can see the profiles of the wrestlers and everything. So they're very, you know, they're very ingrained in the culture now. And you can't have a situation where like if LA Park offends a sponsor, a sponsor pulls out and – can you imagine what CML crowds would look like if yeah. they lost their tourist business? It'd be horrible right now, especially the, the 
we already see it with the the Tuesday Sunday shows. Whenever you see the pictures or the video, it's like nobody's there. And then when it's a slow Friday, you kind of don't really see. And that's with tourists and you know the whole Freedom Restaurant thing. I mean, you still don't get a you still don't get a, a big crowd for a lot of these shows that aren't that you know they're not built up. I don't know. I I, I would worry about Alley Park in any promotion just because he's so. I can't. I can't see him like long term. He's probably hurt himself more than anything else, as far as being a long term solution for a promotion. So it's like I don't know. Even with AAA, like if he went to AAA, I can't see him being like the whole idea. Somebody suggested maybe they could do like the mask match with him and Doctor Wagner in a you know for Triple Mania. It's like you can't. I mean, we're already questioning the site. As soon as they announced Cycle Clown versus Doctor Wagner Jr., we all thought. This thing didn't last a year, and they, you know, they've been fortunate that they they're getting to that point. But like you said, there's still that chance as it gets closer that, that it might not happen. But with like Alley Park, there's no way that guy would get to that. I mean, I think by the by the second week, he probably already have, you know, they we were already would have had stories about him like offending someone and people wanting him out. So I don't. And plus, I mean, right now AAA doesn't even have the they don't have the infrastructure to like control him right now. I mean, you really think that Puro is going to be able to tell? Ali Park, what to do? <laughs> you know, that's. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really. And I think the crash. The only way that happens, that works is that there's an, an understanding. But even that, I don't think would last that long. Even. I agree with everything you said. I'm just mad that I said you went for a great joke and you missed it. What was the joke? Imagine CMO without the tourist. You would have said, "Well." <laughs> Well, like I said, I can when you when you see the we we've seen some of those shows. Well, like I don't know, man. It's amazing they get people they get tourists for the Tuesday Sunday shows, and it's still empty. Is the topless thing gonna catch on? <laughs> well, you know, it's not gonna help. It, you know, when I got, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get a fit at um, Cubs fan for this one. So he writes. I see he writes down that there was a topless woman there, and you know. We watch CML every week. What 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 do you think I was thinking was the topless woman? I was thinking it was you know one of those girls in the first row. And when I see it, it's like I was very disappointed. You know, it wasn't. It was just some foreign girl that wasn't very. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't what you expected. I was very disappointed in you, Cup fans. Shame on I, you. I, I, I did not include any details on the woman. I just I was reporting the facts as I knew them. So but you, you should have known better. I was gonna like be thinking, you know, my mind's in the gutter half the time. So, you know, very upset at you. Uh, you guys, okay. So, Triple A TV, uh, Rob, is this the worst you've ever seen Triple A TV this year? I'm gonna go with yes because. I mostly I'm like, I'm like you, you know, I'll skim the shows just to see Aerostar's new move or maybe the younger guys how they're progressing. But the only two matches I really enjoyed in AAA this year have been the uh what do you call it? The Yave de Gloria matches that they've had with the young guys. Yeah. Everything else has been and you know, the thing is I know people will point out, oh, AAA sucked in ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, all those years and all that, but the thing about is you know, even though it sucked on top, you could still see fun stuff underneath. Nobody would pay attention to it, but it was okay. Whereas, like, I mean, the Barrio boys were having good matches with the Diabolicos, something like that. But these days, from top to bottom, there's just garbage everywhere. 
Yeah, we even got the mini Mascarita Sagrada versus Min Mini Abismo Negro. Yeah. Uh, we had Las Brujas versus um, the, I forgot who, the, the Moreno sisters. So we were getting at least one match that was a lot better than anything we're getting right now. Like, I think, and that's what I was trying to explain. Uh, uh, Dylan and Micromap here were asking me if, it, if I really did feel that way. I was like, yeah, I mean, we probably sounded very positive about AAA in the mid 90s, in the late 90s, but and early 2000s. But comparing it to what I've seen this year, I mean, it is really bad. I, I can't, I can't think of like, like you were saying, I think three matches that I've watched that I've really enjoyed. Everything else hasn't been anywhere near as good as that. And those years, every week, at least I was getting one match and we turn off the, you know, we would turn off the rest of the show because the rest of the show was, you know, cybernetico and electroshock versus, you know, random foreign guys or, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, now it's like, we're not even get, getting that. So I, I do think it's it's a lot worse. Cubs, you, you're a little later. Have you watched all the old triple a or are you a little later catching up on uh triple a i'm a little later I know than, probably I'm, yeah I, like and I haven't gone back as much as her but this but just considering how many matches they've had that just haven't been anything watchable besides the yave matches it's like only the 10-man tag that they had that one week in the that was fun that was random and the ayaka tire match that was never followed up and apparently never will be followed up on it just they lost so much talent at the beginning of the year and last year. And it's just amazing how they haven't done anything at all really to replace them, except having those tryout matches where those guys aren't really integrated with the rest of the roster. They, they, is Astral, is Astralux even still with that? Like, is, has he shown up? I mean, he's not even there anymore. He ended up getting the crash booking. What happened to Astralux? Yeah, no one knows what's going on with that contest. He may still be in it or he may just be. Um, or he may have opted out of it because they they haven't explained anything at all what's supposed to be going on with that contest. So, um, no one your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, it's 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 weird just because I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that's happened where it, it just doesn't it just doesn't it, it's not leading to anything. I mean, constantly every week there's a different uh, lineup change. Uh, there, you don't really know what's going on. I was going to ask you guys, what do you think of Taya? What happened with Taya for getting her title stripped? Is that, did you think that was legit or is it something more of a, a storyline? Cause I know Mundo worked that on taking that night that she got stripped the following day. So it just seems a little odd to me that that happened. I think it's because they, they announced it on the website instead of doing an angle on TV. I think it's like a legit thing that they, maybe they will work in as a skit later on. And I'm sure if she comes back, they'll absolutely turn to an angle. But I think they just did not. With with AAA's total disorganization, I could see them just not um, telling people what was supposed to be going on right there. Hmm. And Tyre just being, Tyre's uh, being upset was real, but then they'll make it into something later on if they want to use her for something. Conspiracy theory. What do you think could happen? Brother, brother, listen to me, brother. Krav <laughs> teaches you not to question things. Just accept them, brother. That's my vampire impersonation. Yeah. But, uh, no, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, we'll see. I, it's just, you know, I shit on AAA a lot. I think Vampiro doesn't know what the fuck he is doing, and I think Dorian has totally lost control. But at the end of the day... I can't see them being dumb enough to offend Taya 
knowing that Morrison has all their titles and they need him to lose it. So at the end of the day, I think she's coming back and they're gonna they're gonna make it into some sort of ha 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 we fooled the internet and make try to make us look like idiots. Yeah, just, I think that's what everybody's kind of like. Because I know a lot of people reacted. I know she like she uh what what was it? She took a, a screenshot of uh your uh, post about the whole explanation of why she was stripped tubs um which was i mean i think it i understood that was like her trying to add more to it but it kind of i don't know usually she doesn't really go all out on that stuff so and like i said mundo was there it i would think there was i don't know it just seems kind of strange that that happened i think he's booked for one other i think this weekend show isn't he yeah, he's supposed to be there in Monterey, so we'll see what happens. I, I mean, that that's also the place where they could just start running an angle about it, but we'll see what it Because I'm sure what we will see is none of the matches that are advertised, so we'll can work something <laughs> in. So him being there might not even matter? Like, is that, yeah. That's what I think. Whenever somebody, like, when, when I see somebody on Twitter complain that they're not on the show, like like Taya, or I think she's done it in the past, and it's like, why would you even care about it? You might have not. You might have shown up and not... Not even been on the show anyway, so it's like, what's the difference? Yeah, so so we should probably get to CML because I'm already tired of talking about AAA at this point. Um, you brought up suffer and you killed the conversation. <laughs> yes, I killed the conversation. You know, and it, it could have gone a lot worse. You know, we could have gotten dug a, a a bigger hole for ourselves talking about women's wrestling. Hmm. Let's talk about the May Young Classic. How about that, Rob? You want to talk about the May Young Classic? Who do you have? Who do you have? Who's your odds on favorite to win the Mae Young Classic? Putting all my money on Stephanie McMahon raising the trophy at the end because she needed <laughs> women's wrestling. Do you think Princess Suhei has a shot of winning this cup? No, I think she's just in there to make up the numbers and have a Mexican representative in the group. She'll go a little far, but I don't think she's going to win or anything. So, how surprised were you that Zuchtis didn't make this? I was totally. Surprised because if you were looking to pick someone, she would have been the per- she would have been the obvious person to pick from CML, and it makes me rethink. And and she had the tryout too, so I don't know what. I, so I wonder what happened there that caused them not to pick her after all, or if they just decided that they had one Mexican and that Shirley was going to be the pick. It does make me rethink the whole mass match feud because we assume that. Sure, that Zeus was losing her mask on the way to CML, and if she's or on the way to WWE, and if she's not going to WWE, then, um, then maybe Triggy, who's losing her mask, or maybe maybe she still is. It just it's a lot more unclear where that program is supposed to be going now. You think that you think that mask match is going to happen actually, or it's going to be one of those CML ongoing mask challenges that never come through? I think they spent so much time on this that it's going to be that's going to actually that they actually have something in mind. But I will know for sure a week from Friday because either they end that match that Cybernetica with um, those two having an issue and setting up the mass match, or it's probably never going to happen. I think we lost Rob. I think in real time right now we're seeing the Demus versus Akagancito match on. Um, TNA or GFW or whatever it's supposed to call it. So I think he's just very distracted by Minnie's wrestling. He'll have to go watch that. Yeah. Probably just ditched it because he figured he wanted to watch that and doesn't want to do uh, 
doesn't want to talk about all this uh, disappointing news in Lucha Libre right now. Um, Atlantis suffered its first injury in 34 years and it ex- expected out for four months. How do you think this is going to affect CML going forward? Because I think really worst case scenario for CML in the past is if there's nobody else for a big anniversary match, he's usually the option. Um, do you think that's going to affect the anniversary or it's just not, it's not going to, it's not going to be an issue. I think it's, it, they haven't really set anything up for him. So I think it's just going to turn out not to be an issue that I don't know what exactly they're doing for that main event because they haven't made it clear at all. But I think that they, it didn't seem like they had any big plans for him this year. Yeah. It's, it, it, I think we say, I think we can say that about a lot of people in CML because right now, I mean, there's really nothing other than Pierrot. I think they, the only guy they have big plans for is Pierrot uh, with his big air match and, you know, he had the big mask match, so he, he seems to be the guy that they've been fo- focusing on. Um, just maybe what do you have? Um, what do you guys think is going to be? Um, we're obviously going to have the Grand Prix and the anniversary. Do you expect more than do you expect just those two mat- those two big shows, or do you expect there to be another big show during September? Because it kind of feels like there might be an extra. I, I, it depends on, I guess, it depends on if they're going to run the anniversary show on the holiday independence weekend or if they're going to hold it off till later in the month i I think i could see them making september having all bigger shows than usual just to take advantage of it but it's going to be but i don't know if it's going to be something at the level of the other two shows i could see like whatever a plus the match that they've been teasing that they haven't got around to being stuck on the third show, but it also could be something where they just make like a Sunday show bigger than usual or something like that. Well, you just brought up the Sunday show, so we could ask, we could ask Rob, who's just returned to the podcast. Rob, do you think the Sunday after the anniversary show on a Friday night, do you think that Sunday show can be headlined by Cholo versus Canelo Casas in a hair match? See, now I'm actually angry that I reconnected. I should have had this conversation. <laughs> uh, sorry, the internet went out because we're having a storm. It's really hot here. So oh, no. The storm is trying to pull the weather down. I'm good now. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what to make of this Canelo Casas Cholo feud other than we're sending, I assume we're sending Cholo out, right? Like he's going to lose his hair and go away. Is that it? <laughs> you, you have I mean, Cholo. Is that how it works? You you think Cholo's going to move up the card now? Is that what you're asking? No, I think Cholo. No, I think Cholo's going to go away, right? Isn't that like they give the veteran like super? Oh yeah, 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 like um, like Ramstein and the other guy, right? Exactly. Well, Ram- Cholo was the other guy with Ramstein. Yeah, <laughs> the Rios Tapatios. The Rios Tapatios. No, that was the. It was a. It was a Soberano and Star Junior. No, I know, I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying, you're asking if they're going to. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the the Rios Tapatios, remember they lost their their. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a mask match or a hair match, the previous year, and then uh, they. Yes. Yeah. So you think you think Cholo's leaving? Oh man. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, Fredo. Yeah, I know he's one of your favorites, but you got to relax. You, you know, the new favorites will come along at some point. The CML has a promising youngster named Nitro. I don't know if you've heard about him, but he's winning all his matches. He's in France, man. I can't get I can't get behind a guy who spent half the year in France. I mean, come on. He's booked next Tuesday, isn't he? he, he oh, he's not in France. Oh, it's not. It's the other guy that's in France. <laughs> they haven't left yet, or something, or I don't know what is going on. But they're all still yeah, here. For one some of those guys. I know one of those guys is going to France. I I, I can't. Poor egg guy that's in that's heading to France. 
Like, I, I give up on those guys. Because <laughs> yeah. Rob and I were having this discussion on Twitter where Rob said you could get rid of, like, 25 guys off the female roster, and I told him you could get rid of half. Where, where do you stand as far as how many, te- how many luchadors CML can get rid of that you'd be perfectly okay with actually would improve the product, actually? I'm going to answer for Cubs because I think Cubs is on break right now. He just messaged us on Twitter. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to mess- I'm going to answer in Cubs' place and say all the women to start off. Trust me, this is exactly what Cubs would say. Uh-huh. You get rid of all the women. And, I mean, if we, don't, if, we went, if we played a game Fredo now and went, I name one, you name one, I name one, you name one, we could probably go like 45 minutes naming CML wrestlers that could disappear, right? <laughs> I think that's going to be like a, a, an MLW special where we just go through MLW Lucha Talk special where we just all take turns who we would, if we would keep or get rid of one guy. And I think to have like 10 guys that we would actually keep, maybe more. I mean, although I think we would probably like Mercy get rid of some guys just to help them improve their careers. But it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's so bad right now. Like watching their, op- like not even their opening match. Like you look at their Tuesday and Sunday lineup. I think some of those guys are already reaching the fourth match. And it's, you know, I'm not even talking about Pierrot. I'm talking about like, like, you know, Scandalo and those guys are already getting higher in the card. And it's like, what happened to all these other talented wrestlers that used to be in CML? Where are they? You know, what's especially frustrating though, is like sometimes you'll see guys show up and then they'll never show up again, but the worst guys will stick around. Like (laughs) Ciclone Ramirez Jr. is very good. He showed up for one or two shows and he's never been seen. Or you remember what? the Grand Alter- Remember in the Grand Alternativa, they had the big fat dude. What was his name? Steel Warrior. Oh, Warrior Steel. He, I liked him. He looked funny. I would want to watch him. Yeah, you know all those guys. All those guys who showed up, like um Yago, uh, Golden Magic, obviously. There was like there was like ten guys, and all those guys didn't get get didn't they didn't show up. But Inquisidor, Canelo Casa, uh, Nitro, Scandalo, obviously Nitro for obvious reasons. Um, Rocky Casas. Rocky Casas. The guys you don't really want in the promotion. They're just why is Robin still there? Why didn't why was why did he have to be in Houston when that whole incident happened? Can we confirm he was in Houston? I mean, you you got sources, Rob. Was he in Houston? Well, at one point, I wanted to take a screen cap from the video and somehow Photoshop Canelo Casas into it. <laughs> But my Photoshop skills are lacking. You have one guy who could Photoshop guys. You have the Cubs fan, and he's apparently not going to Photoshop guys on, on there. But I think I would have put half the roster on as destroying Ultimo Guerrero's car. We we're basically at the we're already past the midway point of 2017. Um, Chador of the year for this for 2017 because it's a pretty hard um it's a hard. I guess we could wait till anniversary if somebody has a big match there or, you know, what, however the Triple Mania show, the main event ends up. But there really isn't, there really isn't a, a, like, I think last year there were at least five or six guys at this point where you thought, you know, this guy's really good, was wrestler of the year. But this year it's like everybody's booked so on um, and in AAA, I mean, it's really like, it's all over the place right now. And the independents kind of, it kind of feels like the independent guys are doing more in the U.S. and in Mexico. Um, who do you have right now as your luchador of the year for 2017? I guess. I mean, usually my default answer is Volador Jr., but he hasn't really done much this year, and he was he went away for a while for Japan, plus he's been doing other stuff. 
So I guess my, my answer has to be just Ultimo Guerrero, only because he's been in the best CMO matches that I've seen, and he seems to win a lot of matches. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the other thing with Volador Jr. is he, there was like at least a couple of weeks where he was stuck, although he does in the Puebla show, but there was a couple of times where he was, he was stuck in those up, up, opposed things, where I think you notice where Volador Jr. just looked like he looked so depressed in those matches. You know, where where you have to decide, do I jump on Piroz or whoever else is in the match, in Cranio or whoever was Ripper was replacing one of the La Mascara at that point. Um, Cubs, who do you have for Luchador Luchador of the Year in 2017? Uh, I want to say Grand Metallic, but I don't think I pick flies. Um, <laughs> I, I would. It, it's tough because there's no standout candidate. I mean. And whatever person we're picking, it's going to be completely changed by the end of September. It, assuming the Triple Mania match happens and whatever happens to CML, um, there just has not been the great performance you're looking for. I mean, maybe Dragon Lee because he's been good everywhere. Maybe Voldor because he's good good everywhere. But it's just – or like a guy like Phoenix or Pentagon because they – Maybe even more so Phoenix, because they've done well in their U.S. appearances, but those are more scared than we haven't seen. We don't see them ever awake now like we see the CML guys. So it just, there's no one I really want to pick. But I guess Ultimo Guerrero, maybe, because he, he's he been in finals of tournaments. He's going to be in the final of a tournament again this week. Maybe it's whoever wins the Ultimo Guerrero-Volador match, because both of those guys have done pretty well. But it just... There's a lot of maybes, but there's no one definite. Would you guys consider Soberano in that list? Yeah, I guess so. Because he, he won the because he's won the couple tournaments. He's he had the good match at Ray Cometa. He's if he gets especially if he gets the mass match at Mysterioso sometime this summer, then that's yeah. really going to put him over the top for that kind of award. And at least it'll make him. At least as a reasonable candidate as Dragon League was last year. I agree. Have Piroz in your top 10 list for Luchador of the Year for 2017? No, he just barely didn't make the cut. I had to squeeze him out. It was a last second decision. But, <laughs> you know, I had, to, he, I had to rank the entire AAA roster over him, you know, so. And, and every independent wrestler, right? Like, you actually had like at least every single guy that was in that um, tornado bill ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, it's it was a tough call, but yeah, he had to be dropped off that list. Yes, although yeah. he might end up in three up west matches this year. So what the fuck do I know? <laughs> I think that's what really has hurt this whole thing because they've had so many big matches that featured on um, Puro. Everything else has been maybe like switching back and forth. You know, you had Carbonario mixed in there, and um, Carbonario's had a pr- some pretty good matches this year also, but um, it's kind of, it just seems like with CML, it's all sporadic. I think in the independence, it's really in, in, it's really been Penta and Phoenix, not, it hasn't, there hasn't been anything that stood out so far. I'm guessing, like you guys were saying, August, later in September, we'll have somebody else that's going to be considering in that. Um what about Lucha Underground? Um, how, how are you guys enjoying the Season 3? Have you enjoyed this whole Cueto Cup? I think it's... I, there's been... Some matches have been good, but I think... And I think by ha- having so many people in it, at the end of it, 
when we're done after nine weeks of this tournament or however long it is, it's going to feel like it's an epic thing to get that far. But I think it's it's a slow return to having regular shows when you have so many short matches and so many matches where it's one sided. When the best part of the show, best part of the series has been when they've had um, short programs and big blow off matches, and they haven't been able to do that with the setup they're doing. So, you, do you think it would have been better for them to just do like a sixteen or you know maybe a anything less than thirty two person tournament? Rather than doing that and it extending and getting these, you know, you got a couple of squash matches every couple of episodes. Every episode there was a pretty squash, a squash match or something that you immediately forget. You think it would have been better just maybe shortening the tournament? I think so. I, I understand why they do it because their ethos is that everyone gets something to do and everyone gets something involved. So if they were going to do a tournament like this, they want everyone involved. And they just did basically a 16-man tournament with that Battle of the Bulls. I think maybe it's just maybe one too many tournaments in the same season or the same stretch of episodes. Yeah, and you know, the bad thing is that we, I think also we're kind of getting a lot of tournaments, not just within Lucha Underground, but everywhere else. Seems like every single week we're getting like, you know, New Japan, there's a tournament. Uh, CML, obviously, there's a tournament. I think there's, I think CML's, most, most tournaments. I think the only promotion that hasn't done a tournament is AAA, right? Like the, the main promotion. I think they haven't done a tournament this year. Well, yeah, they haven't run enough shows to run a tournament, though. I mean, even when they tried <laughs> to do Ray the Reyes, they couldn't handle doing that right this year. So I think that just maybe beyond them. Yeah. Um, how do you guys? Well, I guess Rob, what do you think of the buildup between uh, the the big match between Johnny Mundo and Rey Mysterio? Uh, do you think they've actually done it well, or? Do you think they should have done a little more with um with that feud? No, I think it's amazing. I haven't been this excited for a rematch in so long. I can't wait to see. I'm actually mad that we got to wait so long, considering how they're doing like three three second round matches, three second round matches, and then they'll have two. Like so, we're looking at at least another five or six weeks, maybe more, until they get to Ray versus Mundo. And I just want to see it already because the. I I don't even care about the. I know they had the interference last week where Mundo attacked him, but it's yeah. the video packages that are selling me on this because the video packages are perfectly done because Ray is the ultimate hero to the children, best babyface technical, and Mundo Mundo is a prick, but he's a prick. It's such an entertaining. Like I want to see Mundo get his ass kicked. He's such a great heel, and I I never saw him in WWE because I didn't really watch when he was around, but. If he was this good in WWE, I can't even imagine why they would get rid of him. Yeah, it's. Uh, what was I going to say about this? Uh, do you think? Um, do you think the the way they with those um, video packages that they've done? Do you think they they probably could have used that for like AAA with Psycho Clown and Doctor Wagner Jr. And you know, do you think more promotions might actually take that to like build up a bigger uh, a match? Just because I don't really see that. I, you don't really see that as far as um, other promotions doing it and i think it's worked well for um lucha underground i think the one where they did the where they were asking all the wrestlers what they thought or you know the matt striker and the other wrestlers what they thought who would win what they thought about the the each individual i really like that and i kind of think that kind of is something that they could have done i mean don't you think cml could have like done something with like that to build up angeles versus puro have everybody share their thoughts on on that big hair match you know, Lucha uh, goes Triple uh, A with their the build up to the the, the that three way tag match. Uh, 
you think more promotions should probably do this, uh, Cub? I, I think they probably should do stuff. It's just that the Mexican promotions are not good about either producing stuff or editing stuff down. I, I think you could probably make a really good show out of the CML Informer show that they do every week, and you could like, or you could even just edit after fact, and you could have all those predictions since they they seem to be asking everyone on there who they're going to pick. But instead, you get a two-hour show that's like impossible for a casual fan to navigate and get through. So I, I think that that they just don't do as much follow-up and editing and and reducing things to digestible content as they as they uh, in Mexico as they do with Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground has, has a big budget to do those things, but I think CML can do some of those stuff if they really want to too. What do you think about this match? Do you, are you looking forward to this match? Because I know we already have like a little bit more uh, build up with Prince Puma wanting to win the tournament to face Rey Mysterio. Um, do you think this? You've actually, uh, you obviously won't give spoilers away because you've been to a couple of the tapings. Uh, but uh, what do you, are you looking forward to watching this match? Yeah, I, I think it, I think they should have a pretty good match. I think they're two guys who match up pretty well in the past, and I think they're going to want to have a. They're in a situation where they, who knows when they're going to get another chance to have a match yeah. like that in a big, big atmosphere. So I think they're going to want to show, try to do the best match they possibly can. Yeah. So, so with Lucha Underground, we obviously see the Lucha doors being used there, and obviously they, it's a Lucha promotion. So, you know, not necessarily a, an all Lucha exclusive Lucha promotion, but we do see Lucha doors. They're used in a certain way, where they're actually, you know, they're projected in a good way but we see other promotions bringing in luchadors um impact's been bringing in luchadors we talked about this um on the last podcast you were on cups uh just your general thoughts on the recent uh use of luchadors on for new japan wwe impact ring of honor i know ring of honor is kind of like the guy they bring in overall i mean they can they can really bring out some random cml guys Uh, what are your thoughts on how they're they've been using the talent I mean, obviously, right now, Impact, I think they're, they have a mini match. So, and they've been using um, some of the Crash and AAA guys. So, just, just your general thought on, uh, on how they're using them right now as far as um, for each promotion. How do you see them using them each individually? I think that CML, that, um, that they, um, because of the way, the way they take that tape, that the Impact gets the most out of them because they're getting. We're, they're going to have a month or so of matches of Drago and Hijo del Fantasma. And you need that kind of constant appearing by guys to, to get them over to the audience. I think Ring of Honor, besides just choosing some odd people, it's that um, Ultimate Guerrero will show up and have a match, one match in four weeks. And then he may not be on the next taping or he may be on the next pay-per-view and you won't see him for a long time. I think it's really tough for their fans who aren't already CML fans to be, to get get to know these guys and start caring about them when they're not on that often and they don't have that kind of regular presence. Rob, what do, what do you think? How do you think the promotions are you uh, the American promotions and New Japan also are using um, luchadors? Perfect timing because actually in the background as we're recording this, I have TNA on and they had an Octagon Cito, aka Mini Rey Mysterio, the one from AAA against Demos. Uh-huh. And it was a pretty rough match. But the thing is, they sent them out there. I, I didn't see any video package on the show. They just put them out there. And 
the crowd doesn't even know them, doesn't even react to anything because how could they? And that's usually my number one pet peeve with all the promotions put together. Like ROH is guilty of this. New Japan is somewhat guilty of this. They bring in these guys and they, they, they don't even tell you what they're, they're just told some ass Mexican guy. And I really wish there'd be some depth to these guys, like characters, find out information about them. Don't call, don't promote them as Ray, R-A-Y, Bucanero, you know, show show that you care about them just a bit. And, you know, it, it goes both ways because I think CMLL put on their Facebook something about Marty Skull or somebody did. It might have been the Lucha and Passion guys when they brought them in. The Lucha yeah. Passion. But CMLL has done stuff in the past where they've just used the wrong names, the wrong spelling. Oh, ROH. They used to say it was Ro. Yeah. They couldn't even pronounce ROH properly. So, <laughs> you guys, you got to get on the same page. If you're going to bother with this stuff at all, Otherwise, you know, what are, what are we even doing here? Do, do I give a shit that he called that Fantasma is coming up on TNA in a couple minutes? I mean, he, if he's just another random dude and you're not explaining anything about him, then, like about his history, who his father is, what the gimmick means, and they might as well just be a random jobber out there. It just it frustrates me, you know, because it's, it's so easy. Remember, I mean, Fredo, I'm going to bring up something you should be able Well, Cubs too, because Cubs what, used to watch WCW. Remember those packages that Mike Tanay did? Those were so yeah. about the Mexican guys. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's what why I was going to... Why can't we do see that again? You know, that's what I was going to bring up. Even WCW did stuff for these guys, and, and we all complain about how, how, how little they were used. But at yeah. least there was a little effort where we knew more or less who these guys were. I mean, they had Mike Tanay on there. I think Dr. Lucha was asking me... Um, he was trying to remember what was... Um, what was... How they were trying to... Uh, uh, bring up LA Park and I said well you know Mike Tanay was there so Mike Tanay was the one you know he was introduced Mike Tanay was introduced to us to the people who didn't know that he was who he was you know the the radio guy and and the wrestling radio guy and the and the newsletter person we all knew him as the guy who was like he was introduced to all of us as the Lucha Libre and the you know Japanese wrestling insider who knew everything about that stuff on WCW television and you know what would happen, like, you would watch this um, trios match, and yeah, you know, Tony Schiavone and, and Bobby Heener or Larry Zabisco or whoever was there, Eric Bischoff, they'd be like, who is this guy, or why are they, they're going to kill themselves, or whatever. But you had Mike Tanay there to tell you the story about these guys, who they were, who, where they came from. Uh, he would tell you, like, if this guy dropped his mask, like Silver King, if he dropped his mask, like, I think he's at 19 years old or something. I learned that from uh, Mike Tanay watching WCW uh, when, when 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 Silver King showed up on that. So it's like now you don't now these now now it's like these guys are getting paid to announce and they don't even put in the effort to like like learn who these guys are. I mean, do they not even have like pictures of these guys so they could be like, okay, this is Volador, this is uh Titan, this is Dragon Lee. Now I know who these guys are. I mean how how does Jim Ross not know the difference between Zack Saber Jr. and uh, and Will Ospreay. I mean, really, this is just like this is just bad. Like these people aren't putting in the work. I mean, it's the effort. I just don't think there's the effort put into like learning other talent, like the talent outside of the the ones that you're familiar with within your promotion. It's it's pretty sad. I mean, and a lot of these guys are coming from WWE too. So honestly, I don't want to shit on WWE, but honestly, it's, it's very it's very. Uh... Reminds me a lot of Mexican commentators because Mexican commentators are the fucking dirt worst and will call any move a Canadian destroyer or they'll make jokes during the matches. And, you know, I used to think that, you know, 
Mexican announcers were the worst, but then you see a guy like Jim Ross. I mean, the guy, let's not, let's not, let's not say that this was like his first time announcing. He's been with New Japan for like going on two years now. You would think that he would know some of these guys by now. Yeah. yeah and that's, that, that's what, that's what surprised me when I, when I see these guys, like, it's like, I think we're all used to Matt Stryker and these guys kind of like not giving a crap when they go to Mexico to, to announce the biggest show of the year for the promotion you're, you're, you're kind of partnered with and just mail it in. And it's like, I don't think they were just getting a free vacation to go there and just do that that stuff. I mean, you got to have a little bit of, and I know like Vampiro, I think that's why Vampiro is kind of pissed at me because I pointed out like people are paying you to like do this stuff. They're not like, you're not, you're not, you're supposed to like, don't you care about what you're doing? I mean, you have to have at least some like, if these guys don't do well, you're not going to have a job. So it's like, there's, there's, there's a, there's an added bonus to making these guys look good. And, but you know, what do you expect? The promotion doesn't care. I know when, when Dorian was like, everybody was like fetching it. I'm pretty sure Dorian saw that people were shitting on, on the English announcing. And he still brought him back. So it's like, I don't really, I just don't get it. It's just a, it's, it's disappointing to see from top to bottom how, how, how badly everybody's dealing with, um, you know, promoting guys. I mean, I can't, everybody complains about how, like the American promotion, they want the next Ray Mysterio. It's Ray Mysterio when you're just like, who's this mask guy? And I can't tell who this guy is. They're all wearing masks. Like you gotta like actually show some emotion and, and like actually know what you're talking about to get these guys over. I mean, it's it Ray Mysterio, yeah, he got over because he was he was at that time there was nobody at his at his level. But I mean they also had other people who knew who he was. It wasn't like it just feels like everybody's lazy now. It's it, disappointing, really. I think the people who actually do the best with bringing luchadors would be New Japan on the Japanese side because You've seen those video, sit-down videos in Japanese usually, but yeah. with like Dragon Lee before his big match with Takahashi, and that it mm-hmm. helps them that they they have a crew of announcers who do those do the Friday night shows on the delay, and they do announcing for them, and they see those guys regularly, and I think that gives them more gives them more familiarity with those guys. I think it would help CML if it, instead of having. Um, a random group of announcers, even though they're announcers for we like doing the shows in English. If it was Ring of Honor people call it doing a voiceovers for those for the CML shows in English, just so that the Ring of Honor people would be able to know who yeah. these people are and get them over to their audience that way. And the same thing with AAA. Instead of having um, people from the UK do announcing for AAA shows, which have no connection to AAA otherwise, if this deal with Impact and Fight Network gets them better coverage somehow. It'd be great for them if the regular English announcers for AAA were the were Jeremy Borish and Josh Matthews and the Pope, the same crew does Impact, because that would help yeah. them cross that over a lot better. Can I jump in quickly with one thing? Yeah. The uh, you know who sure. who, got, who was really good in, and I know this is going to sound mean man, because you guys haven't seen it and I should have been recording it for you guys, but. The, uh, the English commentary of CMLL on the Fight Network, it was Jose Manuel Guillen, and I can't remember, I always forget the other guy's name, but they were so good. Like, at every match, they would tell the backstory of the guys, talk about their career. It was, that is the type of commentary I would like to see in every promotion. Yeah, I mean, and, and that, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's the, and you know, Jose Manuel Guillen, obviously, he's, he's somebody who actually does you know, he knows, he's knowledgeable about 
I think he's knowledgeable about every promotion. So to, based off them being in charge of Masuch and all that, but it's like, it's ridiculous that they can't actually like these promotions just keep bringing in the guy that you just wonder why, why can't they do more like to get these guys? Like they, they want these guys just to like automatically get over with the crowd and it's they're they're making it's an uphill battle for them and you're never gonna get the you're never gonna get the full potential of somebody like unless you like help them out at least. I just find it very difficult to believe that they don't they haven't done anything like that yet. Well, WWE could have their own, like you were saying yeah. about their their own Rey Mysterio. They have Mascara Dorada, Grand Metallic there, and they they yeah. don't want it to be the next Rey Mysterio because they want him to learn English and they want him to stop doing the tricky stuff with the ropes and they basically want him to be any random guy and it's it's frustrating not just for us you can tell it's frustrating for him too because he's not working he's just sitting at home now and for a guy who for his entire career was working like six seven times a week maybe more you know he doesn't know what he's done wrong and nobody will tell him what he's done wrong yeah well you know at least he's getting paid and like he could play on his ps4 while he's while he's <laughs> while he's resting because i know he does play that he's always mentioning that he's on that and i know he's spending time with his family also but it's like it's like you you it's just yeah. amazing that they haven't really done more with these guys. I wish they, I wish, you know, I, I kind of, I, that's really kind of what holds me back from watching Raw because I already know, like, it's not, it's not anything that's going to interest me because I have to, I tune into Raw and the first thing I see is The Miz. And it's like, that's not my, I'm just not into that. It's like, I don't really care about that stuff right now. You know what the thing is, though, is like anybody who's ever met Masako Dorado will tell you, he's a funny mm. guy. He's, he's got a personality. But you're never going to find that out in WWE because they just boil it down to he's a Mexican. That's it. Like, yeah. He's actually a funny guy. Give him a chance to talk. He was very serious when I met him. But that's because I, I have that effect on people. So. <laughs> 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 no, he was, he was all right. You know, we, you know I, I, I think it's all the, the whole out of the blue asking people for interviews sort of deal. Yeah, but overall, I mean, what, what, do you, what are you guys looking forward to watching in the upcoming days? I know you're it's got to probably be the, I know we're recording this on a Thursday, so obviously it's the Ultimo Guerrero Volador Jr. match. Is that really the only thing that you're looking forward to at the moment? No, I'm looking forward to the crash this weekend because hopefully we'll get uh-huh. some handouts of that. And Phoenix versus Marty Skrull is happening on Sunday, or no, Saturday, right? Oh, and on um, the Lucha Libre Pasión. Yes. I think that's the one good thing. There's a lot of good wrestling, like, just not just Lucha, a lot of wrestling in general where you could find it. If you don't have to watch the entire show. Like I, like I said, there's a lot of shows you could actually just skip through it. And But you, there's plenty of good wrestling to find. I think there's something good for everyone, really, at this point. I mean, Lucha alone, every weekend, I think there's at least one good match that you're going to be like, okay, this is good. I'll, I'll continue. I, I haven't lost hope in watching you know, Lucha Libre, pro wrestling in general. So, I, I what are you looking forward to, Cubs? Uh, I'm looking forward to finding out what they're going to do with um with the who's going to end up being in the anniversary main event because CML hasn't really done anything to make that obvious yet. And I and I'm looking forward to catching up all the matches I missed from the first half of the year that I still haven't watched from the Indies. Um, but and I, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested to see if they can, if Nia and Ultimo Guerrero can have a good tile match on Monday in Pablo, because it'd be nice. Because if, if Nia Bolaroja can't do it then, then I know we can safely write yeah. him off for all time. So, 
Wow. He's been that disappointing because I know I know he's kind of been he's been really up and down for me. Like sometimes I think he's looked really good. And then there's other times where I just like the way it's been booked where Ultimo Girl kind of gets the 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 he Nebula Raw gets the short end of it all the time. So it 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 really comes off in his matches where it's kind of you're kind of bummed out that he hasn't done more. Has he really been that bad for the most part? Or it's been up and down? It's been it just hasn't fit on the technical side at all. He hasn't he just has not been that he has he hasn't put together in a full match since he's been on that side, except maybe the the quick match with Dragon Lee in the tournament. But otherwise it just it, it's not worked out too well. Do we have any tournaments planned for MCML coming up after this one? I, I think they're they're almost out of them. I mean, we have the cybernetical next week, but I'm sure after that, sometime in, they'll need something to do in August. So maybe we'll just get even more tournaments. Oh, great! This sounds. I know Rob's looking forward to at least one tournament, but it's actually a good tournament. What is it? Is it um, early September, Battle of Los Angeles? Yeah, I am hyped. They announced the whole field. Our four Mexican can, Mexican participants are Phoenix Pentagon. Uh, Ray Horace and some guy you guys might have, might have heard of called Flamita, who's making his Rosita debut and is probably going to wow. steal the friggin' show. That that's not, I mean that that sounds like a lot of fun and you know considering PWG's been around for a while so and that's always been like the big um their shows are actually shows that are actually really good so that's something I do look forward to like hopefully I'll get to watch that. I know I can't attend because that, that thing already probably sold. It, have they already put tickets up for that? Not yet. I, they're still yeah, they sell out, they sell out, out within 10 minutes. Pricing. Yeah, they'll be gone. you got to figure I mean, there's three nights. So, like, I think their regular prices are uh, 75 first row and 50 general admission. But last year, Bola was $100 front row, 75 mm-hmm. GA. And I think it's going to be more expensive this year. Three nights just to be in the building is probably going to cost you $300 for all three nights. Rob, you, you go to these, you've been to a PW show, then you're kind of more in the know. Of, why haven't they moved um, to a bigger venue? Because the, it's just the guy who runs it is very, he likes what he does. He likes the atmosphere there and he's very set in his ways. So mm. it's, it's very much the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And nothing about PWG is broken right now. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing really... I mean, like I said in previous podcasts, people will ask about um, what were the Lucha Underground guys kind of got made. And a lot of the guys from Lucha Underground will tell you that the ones that have been on PWG, they kind of bring up PWG being the, the springboard as far as going to more independent shows and even really being more known, known to fans. I think Lucha Underground right now isn't as um, I think it's pretty. It's still. What's what are the ratings like for Lucha Underground right now? Cause are they still about the same? They've gone up a little bit since they've come back. They, the last week was actually yeah. the highest number they've had since early in the season. So even though it in no way feels like they're the show on the rise, that some that they have sort of captured some people's interest. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of those guys when they told me they 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 bring up PWG really mean the. The, the promotion that that springboards them for uh, more bookings for, you know, other independent promotions stuff like I think it's re- really PWG and um, AW that the, the one that the two that they bring up all the time. 
Um, I am looking forward to this weekend, hopefully going to see Puma, Tiger, and Jeromaya Jr., although I'm guessing Tiger's probably not going to show up on Sunday because I noticed Puma mentioned he was going to be in, in Long Beach on Saturday, so I'm almost I'm almost guessing those, not all three will be there. And they're like in a random trios match here in L.A., so hopefully I can make it there and maybe get an interview. I know did, Kurt's did probably going to go to that also. Didn't Tiger send out a tweet that he's got his new visa and he's ready, he's coming? Yeah, yeah I think that. that. Oh, was it recently? Yeah, it was like a few days ago. Okay, so because I know he didn't go to a, a, a one show like a couple. Well, he didn't go to that uh, Powerbomb TV thing. So, right. And then there was another show that he was supposed to go to that he didn't end up going to. So yeah, hopefully he'll be. They'll all be there. I'll, maybe I'll get some interviews. Afraid if of. not, worst case scenario, I'll get Kurt super kicked by the Casas. Well, Fredo, Brothers. we're both going to be at shows at the same time because I think I'm going to oh. head down the same day. I think I'm going to Smash where I'm going to see possible CMLL Grand Prix participant Jay White wrestling. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Where are you going, Cubs? Any, any luchadors? No luchadors. No luchadors. Oh, man. Yeah, I, mine's all luchadors. I think there might be one um, non-luchador on the show because, you know, lo- local Lucha Libre, there's always at least a couple of non-luchadors that you kind of wonder why they're there, but... Yeah, it should be it should be a, a fun show. I'm looking forward to it. I I've seen Girl Maya Jr. live. I've met him. I've not seen Puma. I've not spoken to Puma and Tiger in person. So those are the and I know having met Nero Costas a couple of times, I'm sure they're great guys. So that should be a fun um fun weekend. They're gonna be at they're working a show on Saturday at a museum. Wow. Which I think but I I, I think these guys are used to it because in Mexico I think they do stuff like that. A little more than they do here in the U.S. So, I know Taya and Thunder Rosa are on there. So, I don't think I'm going to go to that show. But did you see? Not because of them, just because. Did you see last <laughs> week uh, or two weeks ago? Dallas and a what? bunch of the people were posting pictures. They wrestled in front of like a McDonald's in a shopping mall. Really? <laughs> yeah. But that's that's probably not the weirdest place they wrestled. So, you uh, know. It's, there, there's some, there's some weird places that I think there has to be a podcast where people just talk about the weirdest places they've gone to, to see Lucha Libre because there's some weird places where they've held, not just Lucha Libre shows, but pro wrestling as well. I mean, everything all over the place, Japan, everywhere. I mean, Japan, you basically had those DDT shows that they do in. So, there's, there's a lot of weirdness. Did you ever get into DDT on, on Rob? Because I remember that was something you never liked. No, DDT was never my thing. I was especially because they, they had that guy. Uh, Dino, the guy who pulled down his pants, right? Yeah. That's Not a fan of it. That wasn't, every time I saw that, that wasn't my thing. I was going to ask <laughs> you, though, are you going to interview, if you interview Puma, you should try to interview him in some English because he's been practicing his English and he wants people to talk to him in English. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um, Dr. Lucha told me that he's um, he's heard his, he's trying to work on his English. Yeah, I could do that. Maybe he could be the next, uh, co- <laughs> he could be the next co-host of uh Lucha Classic or the Lucha World Podcast. I'm, honestly, I'm sure he'd be thrilled. He's really looking to get his name out. So, like, to have somebody come up to him and ask him to do an interview, and especially like in English, I think. It, oh, really? Wow. Well, well, we'll have to do that. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll get the Cubs fan. We'll, we'll get the Cubs fan to do a Google Hangout on again, and and have uh, Puma be the fourth guy on this. <laughs> and you know what? He's uh, he's very honest with his answers. So I think you'll get some answers you're actually going to be surprised about. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that should be good. Go I look forward to it. Go for the dirt. Yeah, I, I do want to ask him about the dirt because there's 
there's a lot you know it's weird because like sometimes i'll ask them stuff and it'll be something that maybe they won't answer and so far they've a lot of the guys have really answered a lot of the stuff that i know like when narrow cost is when i was asking them about um i think it was one of the matches he had and he was telling me the like the the actual you know the the just giving me like a, a a real answer it wasn't like something that you know oh yeah you know this happened in wrestling and all that stuff he was actually explaining it in a in a manner where it was actually very real so i was like wow this guy's giving me like a real answer but yeah a lot of the guys i think for the most part most of the guys we've interviewed have been pretty cool guys so is there anything else you guys want to uh, plug uh, Cubs, anything you'd like to plug? No, I don't have anything particular coming up. It's the usual stuff, the Lucha blog, the Lucha Wiki, all the stuff you guys know about. There, there's really not a lot of news this past week, right? No. Like, I noticed there's nothing really much besides the Alberto stuff. It's just been the regular, it's been the quiet build to the CML show and the even quieter thing to the Monterey AAA taping where I kind of keep forgetting that's happening and then I remember look at lineups and see it's there. Yeah. Yeah, Rob, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no, just go to my Twitter account, Lucha Gifts, because I'm having a lot of fun with that. Sending out. You don't want them to visit. You don't want them to follow Rob Viper. No one should follow Rob Viper. <laughs> guys, guys, it was the most amazing thing today. If you check my mentions, somebody was actually nice to me on Twitter. Whoa. <laughs> I know it's, that that doesn't happen too often, but if you go check it out today, somebody. I forget who it was, but we were talking about, somehow we got to talking about who are the five best Mexican wrestlers of all time. And after we went through our conversation, he said he really respects my opinion because I'm very knowledgeable. And I was like, well, where, where is this coming from? Because usually all I'm called is an asshole for all my comments on Twitter. <laughs> did, you, did you like it and, and, and save it on your uh, Twitter account? Uh, not yet, but if you look through like the mentions, I can't even remember how we got there. It, oh, wow. from when I was talking about Atlantis and how we got injured earlier. If you check that, thread. Cubs, we should bring this up. Uh, have you made peace with Conan? I don't think so. I, I don't know. I I do not know my relationship with Conan is from day to day. So I may have made peace and not even know about it. To be honest, all, all I know, all I know, we can mention this on the podcast. I don't care because this podcast, you know, people who actually know follow us know more or less, and it's. You know, if Conan has a problem, he's, I got his number. He's got my number. We could figure this out. Um, he knows how to get a hold of me. Uh, how weird was that? What was the deal with that just random eat a dick comment on Twitter? What was that all about? <laughs> I, I still don't know. It was never explained. I was not interested enough to follow up about it. I was, I was yeah. kind of hitting the crash hard about how their shows are not streaming. So I assume yeah. that's the case. And, of course, the show is not streaming either. And maybe I'll show up on this Patreon like last show, but um, I, I that's my guess. But I don't even know. Yeah, here's, here's I gotta thing. say, um, major props to Cecilia for defending you. To like, here's the thing with uh, Conan and Cubs' relationship because cool. when I met Conan for the first time in person a couple years back at one of the WrestleMania weekends, you know, he first he thought I was Lucha Blog, and I'm like, no, that's somebody yeah. else. But then. He started saying like, "Oh well, people, that guy, he talks shit about me on the blog," and I'm like, "He talks shit about you." And Conan's like, "No, no, no, I see the comments." And I'm like, "Well, but that's not him. That's people commenting because there are people who post comments on Cubs blog once a year. Do talk shit about Conan, yeah. But that's but that's not Cubs. Like, because if anything, Cubs is too professional the way he covers everything. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of like when I spoke to him the, the one of the times he. He he, kind of pointed that out, but he didn't mention the the comments thing. But I was like, I was like, you know, there, 
they're 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 good guys and he's like yeah but they always talk crap about me i was like no they don't i mean you can't take i i figured i think when we were talking about this on twitter i mentioned how don't worry one of these days someone from triple triple a will will knock will knock off coach and i think i think don vampiro might have been the one that that um Vampiro did something where Cubs fan commented on and Conan was back on his on good terms with you. So, well, well the funny uh, thing was the thing that Vampiro got mad about F4W about was it seemed like F4W just repeated what I had said a couple hours earlier. So I think Vampiro may be mad at me and not even know about it at this point. Well, you know the weird thing is like they they they, they wrote what you said and they wrote, they they linked to my tweet. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, but but Vampiro took a screenshot of it, so he didn't. He didn't mention he didn't mention like the the links or anything, but it was like totally just him ripping Dave and uh, Brian. So I was just I was just cracking up about that. But you know it's that's how it is with these guys. It's you know it's never I don't know. I think if, if you if we met them face to face, they probably wouldn't say any of this stuff or anything. Like I know Conan wouldn't for sure, but you know I don't know about Vampiro. He's a little bit out there. Um, so I guess I guess I should end the show. Uh, you know that you could. You could go visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash Lucha World, where we have Lucha Classic podcast. Uh, we cover all Lucha Libre from the past. We just did a long, I think Dr. Lucha and I did like almost a near two-hour podcast on LA Park. And I think we probably would have gone longer if we had like, uh, we had Chris Zellner and Vix's, uh, I don't stamina. I, w- I should say stamina. If we could, I, I think we could have gone for six hours, but I think we kept it down under two hours. Uh Talk about him in WCW, AAA, when he first started as um, as Principe Island, as one of the Invasores, his CMLL t- run back and forth every so often. Um, everything else as an independent. Um, you could go check out Cubs fans' website, luchablog.com. Go visit Rob's Twitter account, because there's really that's where you're going to get a lot of the stuff that, that he didn't want to bring up on this podcast, because you want to be very civil. <laughs> We all know what he's really like on his Twitter account. He's, he's crazy. And I, I recommend all you guys follow it. Uh, so thanks to everyone for listening. And we'll talk to you guys again next time.